Hi, everybody. I'm Patrick McEnroe, and this is Holding Court. Hello. Time for another edition of Holding Court. Patrick McEnroe here, where we discuss topics. Of course, we focus a lot on tennis and what's going on in the world of professional tennis. We also talk to celebrities who have an interest in tennis or maybe even play tennis at a reasonable level. And of course, more recently, we've gotten into some of the hot political topics surrounding tennis, and that has branched out into some other sports as well. And that's where we're going to focus today on Holding Court. And by the way, you can check out my podcast uh, anywhere you you get your podcast at Spotify, at Apple, anywhere else you may receive them. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at Patrick McEnroe, at Instagram at Patrick.McEnroe. And of course, Mudhouse Media is my partner uh, in publicizing these podcasts. They do an unbelievable job. They also have a couple of other podcasts that may interest you as well. Uh, what has interested the world with exactly one year ago, uh, as we dive into the topic of today, was the post, the social media post of former professional tennis player Peng Shuai, the player from China who actually reached number one in the world at one point in doubles in her career. She was someone that I knew pretty well. Actually, I played team tennis with her uh, in world team tennis years ago, and she posted on social media that she was sexually assaulted by a high-ranking political official, official in the Chinese government. That was exactly one year ago, November 2nd, 2021. And early on in the next couple of months, I educated myself much uh, with much help from my following guest uh, who did a couple of podcasts with me and she has stayed in touch with me over the last year. And she has stayed on top of this uh, particular topic, which many in the grander world of media have not, by the way. And it's none other than Andrea Warden. Andrea is a lawyer. She's a human rights advocate. She's an educator. She spent some time at my alma mater at Stanford. Uh, She focuses on China and the UN human rights system over Overall. She served as a general counsel of the Congressional Executive Commission on China and the advocacy director for the International Campaign for Tibet. She's been a practicing attorney throughout her career. She's written exclusively on China. She just recently posted an excellent article on this topic, and we will lead you to that as well. She's, she's taught courses on the Chinese legal system. And since 2018, she's been the William A. Reinch Praxioneer instructor in each Asian studies at Johns Hopkins Krieger School of Arts and Sciences. Welcome back to Holding Court, Andrea. And before we get into this very important topic, how is your forehand? (laughs) Thanks for asking, Patrick. It definitely needs some help. So maybe we can talk about that offline. Well, we could talk about that online as well, but I appreciate you coming back and uh, you have kept me in the loop on all things China and human rights and and other topics as well, which we may dive into. But uh, please give everyone an an overview of sort of where you you see this current situation of Peng Shui uh, in China, what's happened there in the last couple of weeks that you think have also maybe given some insight into how this is playing out within China? Right. Great question. Right. And, and uh, thanks um, Thanks for asking about my forehand. But I also wanted to say uh, thank you for having me back. I really appreciate it. I appreciate the attention that you have continued uh, to place on this very important issue. Uh, you know, I think many of us are very concerned that Peng Shui is very, well, very slowly, but now it almost seems like quickly 
it become just being being forgotten. Um, and so it's it's critically important for um, commentators and sort of journals like yourself and others to just keep talking about her, keep you know sort of keeping her name out in the spotlight, and just you know this pressure is so important um, for on, on many levels. So we can get into sort of that uh, you know a, a bit more. Um, things have actually just uh, recently taken a turn for the worse. Um, so Peng Shui, uh, okay, so she remains disappeared, mm-hmm. and uh, under um, international human rights law, her situation now is is, is a sort of classic case of disappearance. Um, no, no one has seen her since her uh, the staged performance and appearance at the uh, Winter Olympics in uh, February 2022. So earlier this year. And um, so there's no no independent person, um, whether from the WTA or uh, you know a human rights um, advocate, a lawyer. No one has actually seen her. Uh, we don't know really actually where she is, and we don't know how she's doing. She certainly has no freedom of speech. That's clear, and she has no freedom of movement. If she had freedom of speech and freedom of movement, you know she probably would be. You know, traveling, she'd probably be in Fort Worth, Texas, watching the WTA finals, right? right. So she. Well, and, and yeah, yeah, and let me let me just uh, just yeah. give a little overview and thank you for bringing that up, Andrea. The, the WTA final just got underway in Fort Worth, Texas, and that, of course, is a year-end championships for the top eight female players. It's singles and doubles going on at the same venue, and this was a tournament that was supposed to be, and there had been a long-term deal between the WTA, which is a women's tennis association, uh, and the Chinese tennis association of course very closely connected to the chinese government obviously that this was going to take place in shenzhen uh over the course of the next you know number of years i don't know exactly the number of years but it was a long-term deal so when this happened steve simon who's the the ceo of the wta tour came out very publicly around this time last year and then leading into the olympics as well saying that the wta would not go back to china so thus far that has not happened last Last year, they played the year-end championships in Mexico, and now this year, they're playing in Andrea in Fort Worth, Texas. Unfortunately, at least on day one, as I watched some of it on television yesterday, to very sparse crowds in Fort Worth, Texas. Let's hope that changes over the course of the tournament, um, but that certainly was something that um, the WTA you know, had to find a way to, to still have the year-end championships. Now, I want you to, b- before we get into, I think, what this means specifically for for the WTA moving forward and, and for the ATP, the men's tour as well. Can you tell us what's happened just in the last week or so? Cause I know we were exchanging some messages and, and you actually wrote a great piece that you posted uh, on your site. And by the way, you can follow Andrea on, on, on Twitter at Ting. Uh, it's Ting DC, right? T I N G D C. Correct. Correct. Okay, and there's a, there's a link there to Andrea's latest article on this situation. So you t- tell my uh, the listeners a little bit about what you wrote about in that article, please. Oh, sure. Um, yeah, thank you for the question. Um, so, uh, right, the um, the Communist Party of China recently held uh, what's what's called the Twentieth Party Congress. This is uh, a, a big deal. It's the most important meeting, and it happens every five years. 
So, uh, so it, that, that meeting just concluded. So a couple of things. Um, so Xi Jinping is probably many of you listeners know, uh, just you know, from, from reporting on, in uh, major um, in, uh, news media, right? He's basically totally consolidated power. He's become uh, just, you know, unabashedly a totalitarian dictator. Basically, he has you know, all the power is in his hands. Um, what we saw at the Congress, among many other kind of disturbing uh, events, is is a complete absence of women. So, um, in the uh, so in like a development that something that hasn't happened in years, um, there are no women in the Politburo, which is the uh, the main decision making body of the Chinese um, Communist Party. There used to be for the past like twenty five years at least one woman. Now there is zero. And I believe uh, I, I believe you said there's I think there's twenty four. Yes. Position. Correct, thank okay. You. Yeah. Twenty four. So right. there, there has been in the past twenty five. You wrote with yes. m- maybe one woman. There has there ever been more than one woman? Yes. There has there has been um, a time when there were two women. Okay. Yep. So, so yes, thank you. So okay, now, so now, so now there's zero. So there was there was also another incident that happened, which was right. which got a lot of attention, which had nothing to do with Peng Shui when they escorted. Well, I guess. Right. One of the, yeah. What was that all about? Right. Yes. I will. Yeah. Thank you for asking. Right, so that's um, Hu Jintao, who was the uh, the previous uh, leader of, of China, and this was very um, you know, pre- um, very humiliating to him. And just uh, right, he was escorted out of the the venue, um, and uh, clearly he didn't want to leave. And this was seen as uh, by many China analysts as just you know total humiliation and just takedown of Hu Jintao and also the sort of the faction that Hu Jintao sort of represented. Mm. Um, and so, so the symbolism uh, is, it was quite remarkable. And people still don't know exactly what transpired, uh, but, but sort of the message, it was clear, you know, and, that, and, that, and as I've learned from you, Andre, and talking to you over the last year, that there's, there's, there's nothing that happens like this in China. That's not staged, right? That's not planned. So there, right. there was a purpose for this to happen. Correct. Right. Well, yeah, right. Right. Good. Yes. That's a really good point. Well, what seems very startling for, you know, for observers is that this, yeah, this, uh, this, yeah, it probably was staged, um, uh, right? Because most things aren't staged, but it did look like it wasn't maybe staged kind of entirely uh, according. Like there wasn't, there were some some things that were happening maybe off script. Mm, okay, but I mean, but it's sort of right. The, the public humiliation seemed to be something that was perhaps uh, there was some forethought possibly. Uh, for that. Um, very, very bizarre. Hopefully at some point we, we will actually learn what exactly happened. But the takeaway is that Xi Jinping now, you know, is, is unrivaled. He has stacked the, um, the standing committee of the Politburo of so six other individuals, um, including himself. So seven, it's a seven member body, the most powerful body uh, in, in China and Chinese politics with all of those folks, they're, they're loyalists. They're his allies. You know, no one will challenge him. So even with even with like these this disastrous, um, crazy zero COVID policy, which we can maybe talk about later in the podcast, you know, nobody's going to say, "Hey, you know, she this is maybe maybe you want to like dial this back a little bit." Like nobody's really going to challenge him. Mm. It, it's just too dangerous 
for anybody to stand up to him. So, so anyway, uh, there's, there's, there's that. So he, so he has total power and it's, it's very much of a, of sort of, of um, a hyper masculine power, if you, if you will, there's, it, 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 there's very much of this sort of, there's a lot of misogyny uh, in China anyway. And this, this sort of patriarchal kind of rule uh, is, was sort of, Highlighted, if you will, um, during the, the 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 opening ceremony, the closing ceremony, and it kind of it's almost like the the sort of um, it's a sort of final touch was the fact that the the today the seventy six year old uh, Zhang Gaoli, the, uh, the the former uh, vice premier who Peng Shuai accused of uh, sexual assault, uh, as you mentioned a year ago, well tomorrow, and Zhang Gaoli's birthday is today, right. So he was front and center. He was in the front row hmm. with other um, Communist Party luminaries, like as if nothing had happened. Now, the like, interesting, oh. right, yeah, the, and, the, yeah. and the interesting thing about this, mm-hmm. as I learned from your article as well, Andrea, mm-hmm. and again, it's uh, holding court here, Andrea Warden joining me to discuss uh, the, the, the sad <laughs> anniversary of Peng Shui's uh, uh, post social media post about being sexually assaulted by this ex member of the uh, of the of the party uh, leadership in China. That this happened uh, one year ago, as you said, November second. This this man had basically disappeared from public view for the last 11, 12 months, you know, much in the same way Peng Shui has since that, as you mentioned, that February appearance in the Olympics, he disappeared. Mm. But this, the fact that he came back in this way tells us what, Andrea? Right. That like Peng who? Right. Who's she? She you know, She's meaningless. She's irrelevant those allegations, like whatever, like we're not going there, right? Like, like they don't matter. And, 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 and he's fine. I mean, he's surrounded by the, you know, the strong men, you know, who are leading the, you know, communist party to, you know, a, a wonderful, great totalitarian future, you know, for all of us. Right. So, so, so basically he's now, I mean, we, we know he's untouchable. I mean, he sort of always was untouchable, but this is like, um, Sort of, uh, it just sort of underscores that point. Yeah, they, um, they, they, they're emphasizing the point that Peng Shui has disappeared and it doesn't matter, right? Right. Exactly. You know, and sort of in a way, what matters is his his reappearance. So John Gowley's reappearance, and like, oh, all good. Like, you know, right? She's irrelevant. We don't care, and it doesn't matter. And so this is also this could also very easily be seen as a. Um, also, just as a warning, you know, to uh, to the, anybody even thinking about filing, you know, or posting about sexual allegations, um, sexual assault allegations against, um, you know, Communist Party officials or anybody of any stature, right? The sort of Me Too movement. I mean, it, it, unfortunately, it just seems to me that this is another. This was a, this was a signal that Me Too is over. In yeah, China. that's a, that's another thing you wrote in your article, and I want to get dive into that. I want to take a short break here, uh, Andre, because I want to refocus us uh, uh, on what do you think the WTA should do, and I want to leave everyone with this. This is from Andrea's article, which you, by the way, can find. You can go to her Twitter account again. It's Ting D C T I N G D C, and you can also go to her website, which is Andrea Warden, uh, spelled Andrea like Andrea Andrea Warden W O R D E N words.com. And in it, this is part of what she writes. As time passes and world crises multiply, Pung is being forgotten and gradually erased. 
Players, supporters, the WTA should think about ways to honor Pung and keep her name and the issue of sexual assault in the spotlight. We'll get to how Andrea thinks the WTA can do that when we come back to Holding Court. And by the way, you've got to continue with Fit Biomics with Nella. I've been taking it. It is absolutely amazing. Okay. And I want you to go to the website, fitbiomics.com. And I want you to put in the code for Nella, PMAC25, P-M-A-C-25, and get your discount. Because I know there was a time this summer when it wasn't in stock, but it's back. That's because everybody loves it. So keep it going. I've been taking it for the last few months, feeling amazing. Still got to work on my sugar intake. Cut that down. I'm going to get there. But Nella, the product, is next level. So again, use the code PMAC25 and you will be locked in. All right, we're back here on Holding Court. Patrick Macrino here with my guest today, Andrea Warden. Uh, you can follow her again at uh, TS. What is it again, Andrea? Just, just, just slip my mind. Oh, yeah, no, no, that's okay. It's Ting. Ting D.C., yeah, Ting D.C., T-I-N-G-D-C, at Twitter. Of course, you can reach me at Patrick McEnroe and chime in on any uh, comments you have on this podcast and others, and I will be uh, dialing in on the tennis part of the WTA finals as well as that continues to unfold. And, of course, we got the Paris Masters happening uh, just now in Paris where Novak Djokovic has won his opening match against Maxime Cressy, 7-6-6-4. Uh. That ended just a little while ago. All right, so mm-hmm. I ended, uh, Andrea, with uh, one of the lines, one of the great lines. You're an unbelievable writer, and I always learn so much in, in reading your pieces, your brilliant pieces, of what the WTA you think should can do, I guess, should do? Um, is there anything else they can do? Steve Simon, of course, who was very out front on this topic when it first came about, has been pretty quiet over the last, I'm going to say, six months. You know, I think we all expected Andrea to, to maybe see Peng Shui. Maybe she'd come to Wimbledon. You know, we saw the, the sort of farcical interview she did or phone call she did with the IOC before the Olympics and during the Olympics, and maybe they were going to get together at some point in the future. None of that, and I mean none of that, has happened. So what, in your opinion, can the WTA do? Do you think that they've been trying behind the scenes to maybe negotiate is too strong a word or communicate either individually with Pung or with the Chinese Tennis Association? How do you think this has been unfolding over the last six months and then how should it they move going forward? Okay, great background. And also, uh, again, great, great questions. Um, I think that... Uh, we should, um, okay, well, first, there's a lot we don't know, of course, um, and, and I assume that some things must be happening behind the scenes, but, uh, but we um, also know that, uh, you know, we, I do want to certainly give, um, you know, give uh, Steve Simon a shout out, really, for how great he has been, right? I mean, he was initially, when uh, many others in, uh, in a 
similar circumstance would, would, would have taken a different approach, right? So he was like, one of his, uh, his quotes at the time was early December, when I think, uh, so of last year, when he announced that um, the, the tournaments for 2020, 20, for 2022 would be suspended, and of course, eventually they were canceled. He, this is a quote from him. He says, um, in good conscience, I don't see how I can ask our athletes to compete there when Peng Shui is not allowed to communicate freely and has seemingly been pressured to contradict her allegation of sexual assault. So that hasn't changed, right? So, so in terms of thinking about okay, the WTA going forward, right? I mean, um, Steve Simon and, and the WTA have been so forceful and, and, and again, admirable on, on sticking to their principles and on doing the right thing. So, so anyway, so nothing really has changed um, from these, uh, the situation um, of, of just last year, right? Except actually the fact that now there's probably even less maneuverability and less room for negotiation. You know, she, uh, Xi Jinping on top, he's like, you know, I, you know, I can't imagine really, um, uh, you know, sort of uh, anyone, um, uh, you know, I mean, his power is it, it's everywhere, right? And it, it slows downward and, and every, no one wants to be in a position where they think that they've done something that, you know, she might not approve of or whatever. So, so sort of negotiations with the WTA, any kind of compromise around uh, Peng Shui, um, you know, I, just, I don't see that happening. You know, I just absolutely do not see that happening. Um, you know, they are protecting John Gowley. Peng Shui doesn't exist to them. They want they want the world to forget about her. And so it's a, a, sort of back to what the WTA can do. One of the things I think is so critical, and I know, you know you, you've been great, like following the Brittany Griner situation, um, Patrick. And, you know, it's just so important for the WTA Hologic players to let, uh, the world though, and let Peng Shui know that they are thinking about her and still concerned about her. Right? Mm. We have to assume we have to assume that Peng Shui will learn of this. You know, maybe one of her minders is actually somebody who supports her, you know, or feels sorry for her, or whatever, and that they'll tell her, or indirectly she'll find out. We just have to assume that, and um, you know, and, and that's going to be so important for her, just for her. I think uh, the sense of like, okay, I ha- you know. I haven't been forgotten. And Brittany Griner, I mean, of course, their situations are slightly, slightly different. She's been very clear about how important she's able to get news of, of the support that her, you know, the, the WNBA has provided, her family, you know, her, you know, her teammates. You know, she's been able to learn of that support, and she has said that that has been incredibly important for her in terms of her, you know, sort of well-being and emotional health while she's been in prison in Russia. I want to I want to read something again from your article that really hit home with uh, with me and I think our listeners deserve to hear it which is again about Steve Simon and I'm going to read now during the past year the WTA Steve Simon has been steadfast in doing the right thing and defending equality for women one of the bedrock principles of the WTA he has repeatedly called for Chinese officials to launch a full and transparent investigation into Peng's sexual assault allegations and demanded that he be able to speak privately and freely with Peng without any monitoring before the WTA would consider resuming tournaments in China, uh, end quote. So as you're saying, that looks highly unlikely that that will Correct. happen. And I also want to bring into this conversation, Andrea, uh, the ATP tour, because in my opinion, my humble opinion, 
They've sort of been given a bit of a pass and partly because of the COVID lockdowns in China, where even if, even if they wanted to go back to China or could, it's been, it's been impossible, right? Because all the tournaments have been canceled by the Chinese government, having nothing to do with this particular situation. So in a way, they've sort of been able to skate um, without really uh, taking too much responsibility, which in my view is pretty weak um, because I think they should have gone, stood alongside the WTA and said, you know, we're not going to go back either, uh, but they have yeah. not done that. I agree. Yeah. And I agree with you. And I appreciate that, you know, your, your position, Jocelyn, I agree a hundred percent. Right. And so now, I mean, right. So that, so, so yeah, this becomes you know pretty tricky, right? Because basically, what the WTA is demanding is is essentially impossible. Mm-hmm. There is no way that there will be a full and transparent investigation. I mean, it was unlikely before, but now with this with the twenty party Congress and John Galilee sitting there in the front row, it's impo- that's just absolutely impossible. Um, so so really, uh, you know, and, and then and also there's no way that they will permit Hung to speak independently and privately uh, with Steve Simon. I mean, it's possible they'll do something like they did with a French journalist, you know, in, uh, in the, uh, during the Olympics right. where they set up a call, let's say, but you know, there, there are, you know, you know, communist party officials right there in the room with her as she's talking, you know, I mean, if it's just like an audio call, right. So he wouldn't know, but it would be very, you know, she, she's not free. She's not free to communicate. She, she, she can't communicate freely. And I'm, and I'm, yeah, and I'm assuming, Andrea, that we'd be, you'd be able to discern, because I know you follow um, social media in China as much yeah. as you possibly can. Uh, obviously, she hasn't posted anything, correct? I mean, Peng Shui correct. herself. So there's been nothing. Correct. So like, whether Thanks. she's, you know, reached uh, Steve Simon or someone else or some, you know, ex-tennis player or someone who's on the yep. tour that knows her, there's still players that played doubles with her. She was one of the best doubles players in the world. You would think that those people are trying to reach out to her. Is that even possible to reach her? Do you think the Chinese government is basically... Um, not allowing her to do any of that. I and, mean, you know, that she can't get on her phone and message someone, for example. Correct. Yep. Scary. Yeah, I mean, I think my, yeah, I think she is totally isolated. And, and these, these few instances where she seems to not be isolated are also, again, sort of seem to me to be staged, right? Like, uh, and oh, so, so sort of back to tennis, and I realize we, we may be kind of running short on time. I did want to say something about going forward and also the ATP. Um, yes, and please. Just yeah, but first, um, I wanted to mention, um, uh, yeah, what's, yeah, the ITF guy, what's his name? David Haggerty? David Haggerty yeah. is the ITF president, yeah. yes, of the International right. Tennis okay. Federation, which oversees uh, Grand Slams and, and tennis on a more international stage, correct? Got it, thank you. Right, so David Haggerty also just recently became a member of the IOC. And so, and as as uh, you and your listeners are probably well aware, um, you know the IOC, particularly Thomas Bach, has been you know very you know, has been very much involved, intimately involved with the cover up uh, and sort of silencing of punk flyers, just this sort of you know the the propaganda spectacles. Right, he's very much part of this, and so and so it seems certainly like Dennis, uh, rather David Haggerty has been sort of brought into this um, issue. And I my, I was just speculating that I thought it was maybe because it was kind of running up against the time of the U.S. Open. And so, and that, that uh, maybe this was an effort to forestall any 
you know, hashtag where is Peng Shui protest. So David Haggerty says, oh, you know, I was in, oh, I had a good, something. I felt good. He had some kind of conversation with her. I don't know if it was via email or whatever. Mm-hmm. He, I continue to stay in touch. It'd be nice to see her when I'm able to travel to China or when she's able to travel outside of China, blah, blah, blah. And then he, I mean, this is a quote from him. We want our sport to be able uh, to develop and grow. And China's a very, very important market. But here he is just suggesting like, oh yeah, she's safe. You know, she sounds fine. Yeah. He basically said, oh, she sounds fine. So he's playing, so he, yeah, he's playing the I, the IOC game, right? Which is that everything's fine. And uh, we need to stay in the good graces of China. That's what Thomas Bach did uh, during the Olympics. and right, and he has no basis for saying that, for knowing that he doesn't know that, right? So that was, yeah, that was really very that was just irresponsible. So, um, so yeah, so so okay, here here, so now here we are at the WTA finals, right? So in, in Texas, it would be okay. And tomorrow is you know the yeah, unhappy anniversary, the sad anniversary, right? It would just be uh, so disappointing if if November second passes and nobody says anything about Peng Shui. Uh, you, you right, know what? Just, yeah, you know, well, listen, um, I couldn't agree with you more. I'm, I'm happy to report that uh, Pam Shriver and Tracy Austin, you know, two ex-greats, uh, are, are actually, were actually commentating last night uh, on day one and did bring it up. They did mention it and, and discuss it. Um, again, Steve, Steve Simon has been quiet, but I think that's something for all of us to look to look to over the course of the following week of course we'll be covering I'll be covering the tournament itself but I think Great. that you summed it up Andrea very well again it's ting dc t i n g dc is Andrea's twitter handle and please go there for uh, very important uh, information on this and other human rights topics but I'm going to end uh, and then I'll leave you with the last word Andrea but I'm I'd like to end my portion of this by repeating what you wrote at the end of your article, and here it is. The silence of the current group of professional Chinese tennis players, while understandable, is heartbreaking. The WTA must plan for a future without China, if only Peng Shui could do the same. Thank you for sharing that. Um, Right. Thank you. Um, right, so I just wanted to say that, yeah, she's in a, she's just in a horrible position right now and she needs support. She needs to know that people are supporting her. China is a prison for her. You know, she's, she is not free and, um, and she's isolated. So, um, so I, yeah, it's, it's just, uh, just, in, uh, it's just such a sad situation and we need to keep her name, you know, right in, uh, in the spotlight and her situation in the spotlight. One thing is, so I think, okay, what can the WTA do? Cause like they, uh, maybe start a like w, uh, punk Y, maybe uh, create something like a punk Y courage award mm-hmm. or you know, right. So for like, there's been some great activism on a whole range of issues among the, you know, the WTA players, right. It's so admirable. Like, so, um, you know, so Ida, so, you know, her support for, for Ukraine and others, you know, sort of uh, Black Lives Matter. Like, like there's just all sorts of issues out there where the, you know, people are, you know, female, you know, women test players are just really becoming very outspoken. Also sexual assault. Like, just some kind of, like, award something in her name mm. to honor her and her courage. Uh, that would just be amazing. That would be great. Um, so that's just one, kind of one thought. And then finally, um, I do want to say, okay, so I'm going to, I'm going to mention ATP because they clearly have not seemed to care at all about, about the punch, about punch why, right? 
but but thinking about a future in China, so right, I had I had written right that that really there, you know, I think both the WTA and ATP need to plan around China. That China they shouldn't be in China. And there are many many reasons for that, and they became even clearer after the 20th Party Congress. So just quickly, so the zero COVID insanity is not going away. That is Xi Jinping's like signature policy. No one's going to challenge it. And you can't plan around that, right? Like you can't, you're, you're scheduling tennis tournaments in various cities. All of a sudden there's like a, you know, there's a snap lockdown. Like that, it was crazy, right? So there's that, right? And that is not going to go away anytime soon. Um, and then also there's this issue. Oh, I won't really get into this common prosperity, like large pro- sums of money you know, being awarded to tennis players is maybe not something that's going to really, really accords with Xi Jinping's like kind of new kind of vibe, if you will. Um, so there's that, but then also finally, and this actually comes back, we get back to Brittany Griner here, um, is the issue of like the risk to players, their personal safety. So right now there is, you know, sort of hostage diplomacy, right? is popular, unfortunately. Brittany Griner is, is, has become sort of subject to that. Um, and, uh, and there's no, there, there's, there's, there's no guarantee that um, both men and women, right, on the tour, you know, that they could easily, from whatever country it might be, they could easily be snapped up by China for as like hostages. If they're, if China is facing some, uh, you know, sort of geopolitical issue with a certain country, that's, okay, um, let's see who's playing now. Okay, somebody from whatever country, um, you know, France. Okay, yeah, yeah, we're having some issues with France. Let's grab the French player, mm, you know. Right, scary. Yeah. Totally possible. That's crazy. Okay. Absolutely crazy. It is crazy. Andrea, right? uh, thank you so much. This has been fascinating. As always, again, you can follow her at Ting DC on Twitter. You can follow me at Patrick McEnroe, uh, Mudhouse Media, my partner uh, in this podcast. And I appreciate their support. Of course, all the support from Nella, which I know you've been on, Andrea, because that's going to help your tennis game as well. And um, yeah. keep, keep, I'm, 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 I'm coming to DC soon. And uh, right. for some other reasons, and I need to come and give you a tennis lesson to show my appreciation for all you are doing for Peng Shui and uh, just in general and for uh, coming on my podcast as often as you have. I really appreciate it. Thank you. And I appreciate it as well, your attention to this very important issue. Thank you so much, Patrick. Andrea Warden, everyone, on Holding Court. Holding Court with Patrick McEnroe is powered by Mudhouse Media. 